With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Monday, April 4th, and we're here to try to help you make the next best financial decision. Uh, Now, listen, Mark, I got to tell you something. Just going to share. After you've completely trashed the Treasury Direct website because of I-bond purchases, I went back and I agree. I am now going to say that I do agree with you. It's a little clunky, I have to say, but it's worth it. So if you're looking to buy some I-bonds, which are right now being credited with 7.12% interest, you should persevere. You really should. Even though Mark hasn't, he gave up for some reason. All right. Uh, If you would like to complain about the Treasury Direct website, you can go to jillonmoney.com, click on the Contact Us button. Or if you want to know whether or not you should buy I-bonds or whether or not you should do something different in your financial life or how you can actually streamline some of the various issues that are going on in your financial life and you need a little bit of a, I don't know, like a helping hand, Mark and I are here to help you out jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Oh yes, Mark, it is a user-friendly site. And that is because of Mark and our webmaster, our webmistress. Oh, maybe Karen and you could revamp the whole Treasury Direct website. There's also a lot of text on that website, which is odd. It has a white background, but there's a lot of text on that website. I'll say that. Um, I only did it. I did it again yesterday only because you had said something. So I, I went back in and I agree with you. Okay. I agree. Um, Let's go talk to somebody. It is Sam who's been listening to this uh, prattling on uh, from Illinois. Hello, Sam. How are you? What can we do for you? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Uh, I was calling just because uh, I was curious. Uh, I'm young and naive, and I want to try to retire by the age of 45. Why? What are you going to do at 45? Look at me. I'm so on that. Here you go. Get ready for Jill the Dream Crusher right now, Sam. How old are you? I'm 28 right now. And all you can think about is retiring when you're 45? Why? Um, I think it's more than just like the simple term of retiring. I think it's more so just having the ability to do what I want when I want. Okay. Can we not say retire? I want to have more options when I'm 45. How about that? Because retire Uh, is loaded for me. So let's call it like I want optionality at 45. Okay. You can buy in? Yeah, yeah. I can buy into that. Listeners, I just want to point out that before we got on the air, Mark said to Sam, oh, you haven't woken up yet. And what Sam has disclosed to us is that we are speaking to him on a Wednesday and he was saying that he was uh, still working off a bachelor party on Wednesday. When did you get back from the bachelor party? Uh, We didn't get back too late, maybe like six at night. Last night? Uh, Yeah. What was happening? All right, forget it. I'm not going to even go into it. Okay, so you're 28. What do you do for a living right now, Sam? Uh, Right now, I'm a high school teacher. Okay, what subject? I teach physics. Really? And you already realize you don't like it? Or you do like it and you just don't want to do it forever? 
I do like it. Like you said, I just don't want to do it forever. I want to have options. If I want to travel at like just a random Tuesday during the week, I want to be able to do that. How much do you make, Sam? So I coach two sports. So with all that, I make about 88000 What sports? Uh, tennis, boys and girls. Tell us more about your $88,000. Do you contribute to a retirement plan? Yeah. So in Illinois, they have a teacher's pension, which I think they take about 9% of your paycheck every year. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't access that. And this is why I want to retire early until Mm -hmm. I'm 67. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to teach until I'm 67. So -hmm. right now I'm doing a Roth where I'm doing max contributions. I started that about three years ago. So you're putting the six grand a year into a Roth IRA, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maxing out the Roth every year. And then Anything extra, just doing a non-retirement account right now mm-hmm. because of the hope of having more options earlier. There you go. How much is in the non-retirement account right now? There's about 100000 in it. Wow. That's awesome. Are you single or partnered or married or anything like that? I uh, just got married in June last year. And um, is your spouse very wealthy so that your optionality can improve? Uh, not at the moment, possibly in the future. Right now, she's in med school. Oh, All right. How are we paying for med school, just out of curiosity? So she's really smart. She's in an MD, PhD program. I don't know if you're familiar with those or not. Yes, it's me. Super smart. And you usually don't have to pay the tuition because the PhD part, right? Yeah, you don't have to pay anything. And then she gets a $30,000 a year stipend. How much longer do we have? Notice how I made myself part of the process. So she's four years in. She's got four years left. Okay. Um, so how are you guys doing on your 88 plus the $30,000 stipend? Pretty well. I mean, yeah. we don't really, like, we're pretty modest living. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have a car payment because we ended up getting rid of both of our cars last year when the prices were insane mm-hmm. and kind of swapped it out for a newer car. And then I bought an old car from a family friend. Other than that, I mean, we don't have really any debt other than just our house and our cars. How much is the uh, car loan? What's outstanding? Um, the car loan is about 38000 I think, what's left on it. Uh-huh. What's the interest rate on that? Zero uh, percent. Oh, okay. Super. Okay. And the house is worth how much? Uh, so we had our house uh, refinanced when the rates went down last year, or mm-hmm. I think it was two years ago. And I think they, the appraisal was three seventy. Okay. And the and- loan is about 200 to 20 around there. What's the interest rate? Uh, 3.375. All right. So right now, just so I'm clear, you make 88, she gets the $30,000 stipend. You're forced to put 9% into your teacher's pension. You're funding your Roth IRA and you're also putting extra money in your non-qualified, your non-retirement account, which has 100,000. Does your wife also fund a Roth yeah, yeah, we both fund her. Uh, okay, okay. So you've got so you got twelve grand going into that. I know it's hard because now we're we're very early in her career. However, can you give me like the trajectory of what you think her earnings are going to look like? So I think after four years, she starts residency. Mm-hmm. I think residency average is probably around sixty thousand, mm-hmm. and that's another three to four years. Um, and then after that, depending on if she does a fellowship or not, if she doesn't do a fellowship, then she'll go straight to the to the uh, full-time doctor salary that can range anywhere from two hundred to five hundred thousand. Can she choose a very lucrative profession? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, she should choose to do what she wants to do, but she's going to be working for a while. So, in other words, if you think about it, is she about your age, same age-ish? 
She's two years younger. Okay. So by the time she's in her early 30s, she's going to be making at least a couple hundred and maybe more. And so is your theory on the on this situation that, okay, we're, I'm going to just say like uh, at, at age uh, 33 and 31, that your income is going to be, I mean, I don't know, she, like you said, she could do a fellowship, but let's just say she doesn't, that you would be making about $300,000 a year, kind of worst case, right? I don't know if it would be that soon, but yeah, something around that. All right. So let's say you're age 35 and she's 33. Let's call it that. So how many years do you need to have? I understand you cannot collect your pension until age 67. How many years do you have to be in the system to get a pension benefit? Is it a 20 year? Is it a 30 year? What's the what's the kind of pay in on this? Yeah, I think like the minimum is if you work 10 years, you can collect at 67. I when could. did you start there? So I started teaching right out of college. So I had my master's. So that would put me, I think, at 22, 23. All right. So, but you're not going to change anything anyway until she gets a real job. So you're at least going to have your 10 years in. And what you're saying is you said by 45. So what you're saying to me is you'll probably have 20 years in, and but you can't collect it. So then is the idea that, okay, I'm going to gut this out right now. Um, you know, we're, we're going to collect the money. We're going to do the best we can, blah, blah, blah. And then when she starts making more money, then you will have 10 more years because she's going to need some time. And, you know, you'll keep putting money away in your non-retirement account to give you more and more options. And then at that point, when you're 45 and she's 43 and she's, you know, starting to get to her peak earning years, that you would want to just downshift and do something completely different. Is that a fair way to put the whole situation or the game plan? Yeah. And I also just want to give her that option. Like she's been in school her whole life. Yeah. I don't know how long she thinks that she wants to practice for. What if she finds out that she hates it? Uh, I that just would don't suck. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I just don't want to put all that pressure on her to have to con- feel like she has to continue to work or I have to continue to work because one of us doesn't like what we're doing. But you are both going to have to work until like you're 45, as you said. I think that's the right time. Okay. So right now you have no kids, right? None at the moment. Ah, tell me more. So one of my friends is pregnant, so that's kind of getting the ball rolling in that area. Mm. Um, But with her program and stuff, it's just there's only a really good time. I I think it's right when she starts residency, which is in about four years from now. So still some Mm -hmm. time. I think it's funny because I, I will tell you that most of the people I know who are doctors really do love what they do. Remember, I have of an era where people became doctors because they thought they were going to make like consistent high income and then they had to live through making much less as things change. By and large, most of the people I know who are doctors like being doctors. They may not like the other crap. You know, there's a lot of other stuff and insurance, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to bet on her that after she invests a dozen years in her, you know, medical career and training that she's going to want to practice for a while and, and let that play out. But I get that you want options. So I kind of like this game plan right now. I'm okay with you just putting money into your Roth and also having the money go into the teacher's pension. You you must not spend a lot of money. It seems to me that you're saving, you've saved a lot. So do you know what your monthly nut is right now? Like how much it costs you to live your lives? Well, the insurance is about 1100 property taxes, another 600 So 17 plus the car payment, which is kind of half the 800 If I had to, and I mean, if you- And the mortgage. Me, 
Yeah, well, that's the mortgage is the eleven hundred. Oh, okay. That okay. And what about like groceries and life and movies and things like that? Streaming services. I would say, I mean, on average in a month, probably somewhere around like four thousand. And what's interesting about that is, you know, if you work for twenty years in the system you're going to likely generate a good chunk of that $4,000 need. Now, I know it's not the same because we're talking way in the future, but you will have that coming to you. That's why I'm not so freaking out about you saving money in a non-retirement account and not using a retirement plan because it will give you more options and you're going to have that pension. But life is going to change quite a bit. And I think as a general strategy that you've laid out, I think it's pretty good. We can live with this as your game plan. You don't have tons of debt. I mean, listen, can you imagine if she graduated from medical school and had a whole bunch of debt? Then you'd have no options. Obviously, when you have children, your whole, you know, and if you have children, things will change. But when you call us back, you let us know what's going on. Do you guys have wills? So we don't have wills yet. We were told to get it. We're kind of just waiting on the will until we have kids. Why? Because you mean you can't die before you have children? Is that like the rule? <laughs> We don't really do anything too crazy. Oh, jeez. Come on now. You could walk off the, you could like literally go to a grocery store and get hit by a knucklehead driver. Okay. So you need a will and you need a power of attorney and you need a healthcare proxy. You can update it when you have kids. These are easy. You can do it cheap online. Go to Policy Genius and they'll do it for you. And while we're talking about Policy Genius, what about life insurance? Do you have life insurance? We do have life insurance. Uh, we have term and whole life insurance. Why do you have whole life insurance, just out of curiosity? So the whole life was recommended by my dad. He has it through his financial planner, which is the same person that we use. It's one of those policies that like builds equity over time. Mm. Uh, it has like a long-term care rider, which um, people on my mom's side of the family are right now in long-term care. So that was one of the reasons why we were pushing for it. But what's your opinion on it? I'm not a huge fan of this for you. How much is the actual policy death benefit amount? Um, for the whole life or the term? Yeah, whole life. The whole life, I think, is only like 100. Look, you don't need this whole life policy. I don't want to like make you crazy because now I'm going to also call into question whether you need your dad's financial advisor who recommended a, a policy that's probably not in your best interest. So is this person investing the money in the non-qualified and the Roth accounts for you? Uh, yeah. Do you have to use this person? Is it like, oh, I don't want to get anyone's nose out of joint? Uh, I don't have to. Would I it do. be a pain in the neck if I said to you, can you do this yourself? Not a pain in the neck. I do like not having to worry about it. Um, well, I can have you not worry about it by just moving everything to Vanguard and using the Vanguard personal service advisor. It's like a $50,000 minimum. And then you won't have to worry about it. Someone else will worry about it with you. You know, and you're paying this person, I presume, through commissions. Like, what are the types of investments you have in the account that the, the person is managing? So the non-retirement account are several stocks and some indexes, uh, I believe. And then the Roth is just managed through, it's not like a third party through them, but it's through them and it's just in like a general fund as well. How do you pay this person? Uh, it's just a percent. So I think it's 1%. It's not that much money. You're probably folded in under your father's umbrella. For example, uh, if you use like Vanguard Personal Service Advisor, Schwab Intelligent Portfolio, or something like Betterment, you know, you're going to pay instead of 1%, 
that will be cut in half or less. Like Vanguard is 0.30% and you will collect the money that would have gone to the broker or the advisor. I don't think you need whole life. I don't think you need to pay someone for this. It's not so onerous that I would necessarily like get anyone in trouble or make your life difficult, but I would be on the lookout for getting out of this person's umbrella and creating your own relationship with another organization. Is that a nice way? Did I put it nicely, Mark? That's what they've called me, Diplomatic Jill from way back. They've never called me that at all. So, I mean, if you can do that, I would do that, you know, and please do get wills and a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy. And when you start having kids, you'll use a 529 plan. But it seems to me that you're in good shape. I mean, this is, you're on track, but I I just think there's going to be so many different twists and turns in your life. I mean, we can lay it down as a strategy today, but I think you should be uh, well aware that this strategy is going to change a million times (laughs) as as time goes by. All right. Sounds good. All right. Sound good. All right. Sam from Illinois, uh, do me a favor, get some breakfast and uh, nurse that hangover because you sound terrible, man. Just terrible. I can't believe people still have bachelor parties. It's sort of funny. It's like, I can't believe, Mark, that there are still fraternities. I still, I cannot believe that exists. That said, Sam, good luck. Tell your wife to become a great doctor, specifically the kind that um, can enjoy her career after putting in all that training. We do appreciate it. And if you have a question about how you can not retire, but have more options, we'd love to hear from you. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and we'll get your note. Now, uh, don't forget, you can subscribe to this wherever you get your podcast, but also check out our other show. It's called Eye on Money. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review because Mark says it really makes a big difference. Lift someone up today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 